Some days you'll feel like the ocean. Some days you'll feel like you're drowning in it. That's a quote by Laura Matis. Today, we're talking all about overwhelm and how you can manage overwhelm over the holiday. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, thriving mamas. We may here helping you thrive in motherhood. How are you? <laughs> I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I don't know, every time I'm excited, I need to find a different word to say. Anyway, I can't believe we're almost at the end of the year. And today I'm just really looking forward to having this conversation about overwhelm. It's an episode that I've been thinking about talking about on the podcast. And this week just feels like mm, it's the right time to do so. So speaking of overwhelmed, I'm hoping this episode is going to be short and sweet because I've got a paper due tomorrow night <laughs> and I'm still not where I want to be. I totally slept on this one and now my fear of failing this course is driving my action. And if you know me, that's typically not the way I roll, but I totally own this and I'm not complaining. I just want to be real here because that's what we do. Sometimes I just mess up because I have a human brain like everybody else and it's okay. I still love me and I just pick up where I've messed up and keep moving and I hope you do the same. Let's talk about overwhelm. So people always ask me how I do all the things I do because I never say I'm overwhelmed. And it's funny because this hasn't always been my story and I'm going to share a little bit more about it. But I'm going to share how I've managed to not be in that space where I feel overwhelmed any longer. Even with my paper due tomorrow, I would say overwhelm is not a feeling that I'm having because I've already given myself enough room for mistakes to happen and I'm totally compassionate, feeling compassion towards myself and loving myself through this process and I'm going to do it anyway. So we're good. But I want to talk about overwhelm just so we're all on the same page. Are you ready? Overwhelm is an emotion. Were you expecting that? <laughs> overwhelm happens when something feels too much. This is a word I hear often from my clients, of course, because most of my clients are primarily moms. It just fits, right? Because mom life is overwhelming. That's the messaging that we get. I hear a lot of this from my clients. It, life is so busy. There's just so much to do. And I don't have time to take care of myself. In my opinion, overwhelm is neither good nor bad. What makes it feel bad for most of us are the thoughts that we have about the situations that tend to bring this feeling of overwhelm. And this is how I know this. Remember I said overwhelm is when something feels too much or like a lot. So think about when a mom just has a baby. Not every mom experiences this, but for most moms, they have an overwhelming sense of love. They have an overwhelming sense of gratitude when they see that baby the first time or when <laughs> for some people, it's like, yeah, it's done, right? After like 42 weeks or 40 weeks or nine months of carrying this human, my body feels free now. There is a sense of overwhelm 
And in that scenario, it feels positive. But then there are also other times when we just feel overwhelmed by our daily lives, right? So if you have a child that doesn't listen, you might feel overwhelmed because every time it feels like the child is doing something to push your buttons and that fills you with an overwhelming sense of maybe dread, maybe anger, maybe frustration. So I think it's really important for us to make that distinction Overwhelm is not good or bad. It is how we view whatever is happening. Our thoughts drive whatever emotions our bodies will respond with. So when you're thinking about something and you have a story about it and it's a negative one, you're going to feel negatively about whatever overwhelm you're having. I hope that makes sense. So one thing I want to say is that it gets really tricky for a lot of us moms because we commit to doing things. Right, we have stories about what we should and what we have to do especially around the holiday season. This year, I'm kind of happy that a lot of moms at least in the circle that I have, moms are kind of stepping away from that traditional way of doing things where they're hosting people, they're buying gifts, they're doing all of these things. But there's so many other people who are still there. So they're afraid to be seen as lazy or incompetent or not up to standard. So they just commit to things and they keep saying yes to things. And when it feels like a lot, they say they're overwhelmed. And for some of you, you might think that by reminding yourself about the gravity of all the things you have to do, your behaviors become justified. So when you think I'm overwhelmed, how do you act? Some of us might lash out at the people we love, not intentionally. We forget to eat, we might be restless, we might just snap at people going hard on work and thinking we need to do more and some just numb out and buffer that's when you find yourself scrolling on social media mindlessly you might just comfort yourself with food or you might just cry because it's too much and all of these are not good or bad these are all coping mechanisms that we use and we use them because we think they work for us so here's me calling your attention to remind you that it's not about the overwhelm it is about the commitments and it's about the thoughts that you have about those commitments it has to do with your thoughts again because if something feels overwhelming for you it doesn't mean it's going to feel overwhelming for someone else i use myself as an example i'm doing my masters i work a 9 to 5 job i'm running my business i host a podcast i have 3 kids and a husband and I'm also involved in other extracurricular activities. Listing all of that out, someone might hear that and be like, no, I can't do it. And I know it because my friends tell me all the time. But I love it. For me, I don't feel stressed out. I don't feel overwhelmed by it because I consciously chose to do each and every one of those things. And whenever I feel like I'm out of alignment, I readjust. And I have a priority list. So if I feel like things are getting too much, I know my extracurricular activities need to go and I take a break. So I'm just using this as an example for you. I don't, I'm not saying that you should do the same way. It's not a standard for anybody to follow. This is just what works for me. But I wanted to put it out there as an example. And I'm going to say there was a time when overwhelm used to be a daily thing. I've talked about my IBS story and there was even a time when I would have heart palpitations because of stress And also just the general feeling of overwhelm. That used to be me. Now it's very rare, like it barely ever happens. 
because I'm conscious and I pay attention and I course correct. So all that to say, as we go through the podcast episode, take what works for you, leave what doesn't. I'm hoping that you'll start to see overwhelm in a different light and be able to assess your situation objectively so that you can decide what works for you and manage the holiday a lot better and with more ease, peace, and calm. So first thing I want to say, it's really important to notice what overwhelm feels like in your body. Just sit down and think about it. When I think about a scenario and I start to feel overwhelmed, what does that feel like in my body? Because for me, I feel like it's a cover for other emotions that may be happening. And it's important to uncover those things. This is something I do a lot with my clients in Thrive. We do a lot of exposing those underlying emotions and feelings. And I take them through a process of just riding those waves and getting comfortable with them. Really important to pay attention to that. Because once you get used to it, once you start to get familiar with that feeling, then it's no longer something you feel like you need to run away from. It's something that you can see as a signal where you can pay attention and know what's happening. It just helps you be a little bit more mindful. So let's talk about how to manage holiday overwhelm. Okay, first, I want you to notice all the things that you have to do, have to here in quotes, and should do. Your have-tos and shoulds are typically based on expectations and they create a sense of overwhelm. Typically, you'll find yourself saying things like, oh, but I have to do it. And in your mind, you're thinking, yeah, it totally makes sense. I have to do it, but you don't. Most people always have a choice. The reason why we feel that we don't have a choice is because we're afraid of the consequence. For example, for me, I can choose not to take care of my kids. But in the system that we live in, if I abandon my kids, I don't feed them, I don't clothe them, I don't take care of them, they will get taken away by child protective services. So when I think about that kind of scenario where I know I don't want my kids to be taken away, I just take care of them. And then it becomes a choice. I don't have to take care of my kids, but I choose to. And this is not to say that I only take care of my kids because I'm afraid of them being taken away. I love my kids dearly. But I'm just saying, apart from my own internal feeling about my kids, there are other factors that play into me making sure that I'm taking care of them, that I'm being the mom that they need. And I really want you to make that distinction because once you start to shift from have to and should to it's a choice, then you're speaking and making decisions and doing things from a more empowered place. And even just that little shift is going to make you show up a little bit better. It's going to help you to just do whatever you're doing with more oomph. Try it and see. Next thing, I want you to set the intention. How do you want to feel over the holiday? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel peaceful? How do you want to feel? And when you think about how you want to feel, think about the thoughts that are going to drive you to feel that way. So does thinking about hosting a huge family dinner, does it give you that sense of peace and calm? If not, that's a signal that perhaps you should tell your mom you will not be hosting dinner this year. Or maybe you do a potluck instead. Then everyone can bring the food. Get what I'm saying? We always want to let that feeling drive us. So think about how you want to feel and then think about the thoughts that will help you feel that way. And next, you want to reevaluate all the things that you've already committed to. So I kind of alluded to this the first time about are your decisions or the things that you're doing, are they based on have-tos or shoots? 
Now, ask yourself, is what I'm doing based on choice or expectations of me? And how is what I'm doing serving or not serving me? Very important question. Don't miss this one. Because yes, you've made a commitment, but you can go back and think about it. Okay, now I figured out how I want to feel and the thoughts I want to think that help me feel that way. Is this thing serving me or not serving me? And if you realize that it's not serving you, I want you to give yourself permission to opt out. And when I say opt out, it's not about dropping the ball and just saying, I'm out. We have options. If you're coming from an empowered place, it gives you an open mind to be solution focused rather than the problem focus. So when you give yourself that permission to opt out, you're coming from a place of empowerment, you can pivot your decision. So if we go back to hosting the family dinner, rather than cooking all the food, you can ask for people to bring their favorite meals. Because we're in a pandemic, please ensure that you're using all safety precautions. You can also postpone it. So instead of everybody coming to your house, what if we just like all sit at home, have a Zoom party. We did this with our friends last year. Everyone just like had dinner at the same time and we were all on Zoom just chatting. It was fun. You can drop things. That's the final one. You can just say, no, don't want to do it and you're out. Okay, so now you've heard us talk about how to navigate the overwhelm. What happens when things feel out of hand? When you're in the heat of the moment, it's happening, baby, and you're like, what do I do? First thing is just take a deep breath. You know, that breath that you take in when something goes wrong and you're about to yell, rather than letting something come out, just consciously breathe in deep. What happens when you breathe in deeply is that it triggers your body's relaxation response. And this tells your brain, everything's fine, I'm in control. So then your flight response does not kick in. Because when that flight response kicks in, that's when those behaviors that we talked about, the numbing out, the lashing out at people, those behaviors kick in because your brain is like, okay, we got to protect her. So you have to come into your higher self and just take charge of the situation. Take a deep breath. If you need to walk away, you walk away. And then think about what the neutral circumstance is. So the neutral circumstance is a fact of the situation that everyone can agree with. It's just like saying, oh, the sun is yellow or the sun is hot. And if you're a parent, you have a child, or you might have multiple. These are things that no one is going to argue with you about. They're just a fact. So it's always important for us to make sure that we're separating those facts from the thoughts that we're having about them. So if we go back to, let's use kids. So if you've committed to doing things like maybe drive your kids everywhere, take them to parties and do all these things, and then Maybe one of them likes to nap and now you're driving on the road and it's their nap time and they start crying and yelling. You might think this child is being very annoying right now and I'm so upset and I'm so angry and you find yourself lashing out at the child. So in that situation, can you think about what is the neutral circumstance? The neutral circumstance is that you have a child. That's one neutral circumstance. Another is it's their nap time, right? Some kids really stick to that routine. So what can you do in that situation that's going to help separate your thoughts from what's happening and then try to channel a neutral emotional response? Find what thoughts will help you channel that neutral emotion. So you could choose to think this is his nap time. He must feel really tired. And then when you're thinking about it that way, it'll help you think about how you can problem solve Maybe you might just let him sleep in the car, 
talk him down and soothe him so that he can sleep. Or you can just go back home and go let him lie down for a few minutes and do whatever you need to do later. You also get to get a break. So always pay attention. When anything's happening, you want to see what is the neutral circumstance here and what am I making it mean? What am I making it mean about this situation? What am I making it mean about me and my ability as a mom? Very important. Next, you want to assess your self-care practices. Even something as simple as asking yourself, when was the last time I ate? You'd be surprised because so many of us get busy, especially over the holidays. It's just like we're constantly doing things. And even if for the people who love to cook, you might just be cooking all the time, tasting the food without actually sitting down to eat and tricking yourself to think, oh, but I've been eating and you haven't. So make sure that you're paying attention to those self-care practices. Are you eating? Are you sleeping properly? Are you getting enough fresh air? Are you moving around for fun? Not because you think you need to burn calories. Are you making sure that you're practicing or having those spiritual practices to just connect you back to yourself and nature and God? Do whatever you need that will fill you up. Finally, tune into the support that you have. Sometimes a lot of us just get really overwhelmed and because we feel terrible about it, we don't seek support. If you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling like it's just too much, tell somebody, call a friend, talk to your partner if you have one, speak to your parent. Moms are really helpful when when it comes to things like that. Talk to them. Do you have a therapist? Do you have a support group? How can you tune into those supports that you have to help yourself? The holiday season can sometimes feel overwhelming. You don't have to do anything. You get to choose to do whatever it is you want to do. That's the difference. And if you're feeling like this is something that you'd love to dive in deeper, you're tired of always feeling overwhelmed by the commitments of motherhood, by food, by your body, by trying to feed your kids, I'd love to invite you to come coach with me in Thrive. Just can hop in a call with me. We'll talk about what's going on, where you want to go, and I'll help you bridge that gap. And if we decide we're a good fit to work together, then I will share more details about how we can work together. I'll include the link in the show notes. All right, my friends, I hope you have an awesome week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.